Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, the Latinx show where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Tamarindo. This is Brenda Gonzalez. Did you notice a new voice in that intro? Well, that's Ana Sheila Victorino, who is the new co-host of Tamarindo. So excited to introduce her to you all. So let me tell you a little bit about Ana Sheila. She is driven by helping people become the healthiest and most fulfilled version of themselves. She's the founder of a wellness company, so she'll be helping all of us balance it all con calma. Ana Sheila has a background in tech with experience in product management. She loves working with and for underserved communities. As a Latina in tech, she knows how important it is for women like her to take up space in places where the Latinx community has not always been welcome. So I'm so excited that you'll get to meet Ana Sheila on this episode. We'll also tell you what goes in la basura and what gets a matraca. For things that we're celebrating. And speaking of things that we're celebrating, I would like to give you all a big matraca, especially if you've had the opportunity to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't, this is your reminder to please, please do that. It really helps other listeners find our show. Thank you so much for loving Tamarindo. And let's go on with meeting Ana Sheila. I'm so excited to have Ana Sheila here on Tamarindo. So Ana Sheila, we we um, met about a year ago at this really neat event put to, put on together by the um, put together by United Latinx Fund, and this was a Pride event to kick off, of course, that month. And I was really drawn to hearing from you as a out Latina in tech. It was clear to me then that you recognize how important representation is to, you know, to actually be out there and be visible for other Latinas. And I just want to have our listeners hear a little bit about why you're so willing to take on these opportunities to tell your story. Yes. So I should mention that I'm actually really uh, naturally shy. And it's actually, it takes a lot for me to be able to speak in front of audiences, but I do it because I realize how important it is, especially within our community, how important it is to still be, to be visible to each other, especially in industries where you don't have a lot of representation, because we're basically exposing Latinos to new industries that they might not be as familiar with. And then also showing them a way forward. You know, you, you feel like you, you can, you, you have what it takes, especially when you see other people that look like you that have shared experiences that, you know, that have been able to, to enter that field. And I'm loving all the initiatives that I'm seeing, you know, pushed by a lot of Latino organizations to introduce more Latinos into technology because, you know, it is the future and we need to have a place in it. Um, and that will ultimately be better for the economy and, and for humanity as a whole. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was especially excited to see you speak because I, I, um, uh, and now we get to volunteer for this organization together, but I volunteer for an education nonprofit and I, and I just was like, oh my gosh, Anna Shayla needs to come speak to students because, because of what you represent as a, as a brown, Latina, a queer person in technology. So how did you get into being a Latina in tech? Yeah. So it's funny because I actually studied international relations and I never thought that I would, you know, enter technology. I didn't really know much about the field. I didn't know about programming. It's not something that, you know, was available. You weren't dreaming in as high a little school. girl. Like, I can't a, wait. Yeah. I'm a product manager. <laughs> I had no idea what that word meant. I still don't. You have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> but, um, you know, in college, I thought I was going to work for an embassy or something like that. And I had an in- a really cool internship at the United Nations World Food Program. Um, but I just saw how much bureaucracy and how much special interest there, there was to, you know, even have an impact. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year in college, I was introduced to a lot of different um, topics, including technology and entrepreneurship. And I realized, um, you know, that I could have an impact through through technology and through software products. And so it kind of, you know, helped me rethink what I thought about technology and, and the type of impact that I wanted to have. And, and, and I, I was drawn into technology and started uh, by running a operations for um, an accelerator program for, for startups. So that that's kind of so cool. And then, you know, was able to do a little bit of product research and user research. And that drew me, that drew me, that drew me into my field of, of product management, software product management. That's really cool. And I think something that I've come, you know, I've come to know you, something that's always been part of who you are is about having an impact. So yes. what do you do now? And I know, and how does that connect to having an impact? I know that now you, you happen to, you know, you're a founder of a wellness company, totally different than yes. technology. So tell us a little bit about what, what space oh, you're in there. now and how did you Yeah. How you got into so that? now I'm the co-founder of a wellness company. Totally different from yes. technology. Yeah. So, so the way that that happened um, was that I actually had a, a, a really scary health issue a little bit over a year ago. Um, and that was kind of the first time that I paused to really rethink about how I was living my life and what was driving me and what really made me happy. Because before that, I had been on such an achievement. I was part of, you know, the achievement culture, just constantly trying to do things to win and and not really thinking about whether it made me happy. So I was definitely right. fully immersed in, in the rat race. And so... That was the first time I really stopped to think about, you know, what what actually makes my my soul happy and what kind of impact do I want to have on this world? And what I came to was that I was most passionate about helping people live their healthiest and more fu- most fulfilled lives. Wow. So that was my mission. Right. And yeah. that was such a cool like to get to that. I knew that I was interested in fitness, but from that healthcare, I, I started to learn more about meditation, which I had never done before because to me that seemed like a waste of time. Like stopping to like meditate, oh, I could be doing so many things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, <laughs> that's hilarious because right. Um, something else you should tell listeners is I think that um, of course that we've, that we've been friends for for some time now, and you invited me to experience a little bit of what your wellness company does, and and I. Probably the way you were previously. I am also one of these people that I don't feel okay if I'm not being productive. So it was very new space for me to think about breathing techniques, to think about um, writing down my triggers that cr- create anxiety and stress. So I, I appreciate what you're what you're doing, and, and I'm so excited to see that company grow. Um, but I can see how it's it's not necessarily a natural space for some of us overachieving immigrants, right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So um, I think that you're doing something really exciting. And one of the things that I love about having you on Tamarindo is that I think we'll, we'll be able to call in and invite more Latinas like us and Latinos, Latinx folks, into thinking about how important it is to take that pause. And, you, you know, um, I think you... You had the, the the universe making you mm-hmm. pause through this this health uh, experience, but now um, I can see how calmness and and just finding that time to pause and and zeroing in on just the things that make you happy versus the things that make you productive is so important. I love right, that because ultimately 
you know, the most important thing is your impact. And if you're, you're just trying to be productive and not really pursuing, you know, what makes you happy, then your impact is probably not going to be as large as it could have been if you were really doing something that was soul centered, you know? Yeah. I, I, actually, I'm really glad you said that because I, I work in nonprofit and a lot of people work in nonprofit and they, they are driven by impact, right? That's so important. Like all funders want to know what is your impact, mm-hmm. but this is fascinating what you just said, because we could be more impactful if we ourselves take that moment to be content, to, to have balance. This is fantastic. I had never thought of that before, but maybe your, maybe our collective impact is greater if we're also thinking about our full health. Mm-hmm, beyond exactly. The, find beyond the physical, right? Like the spiritual, mental, all of it all together. Right. And then one of the reasons I wanted to enter this space is because I felt like there weren't enough um, women of color, especially Latinas, uh, that were leading this space. And so for me, you know, I used to be very skeptical when I heard the the word wellness. Like, oh, this is just like some woo-woo shit. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed something that it seemed like something that was inaccessible. And also, like, when people used to talk about mental health, to me, that was like a sign of, of weakness, mm-hmm. you know, mental health is for, for, for the crazy people, you know, we Latinos are, are, are strong and, you know, we, we can, we, we can handle anything. Like, like who's we, got time we've for immigrated that, right? here <laughs> yeah. and like succeeded, like we can, you know what I mean? We right. can do everything. So, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do with this wellness company is to really make it both, you know, accessible, affordable, and take away some of that, like, kind of woo-woo vibes that maybe keep a lot of us from from really prioritizing our self-care and really thinking about, you know, wellness and and taking care of your well-being. Is it really just looking for ways to live your your healthiest life and do your best work? I'm so, I'm so excited to be able to get to delve into some of that when we when we get get to it with having you on the mm-hmm. show, like having that 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 yes. perspective and that. Um, that point of view being part of Tamarindo. So if, if y'all are listening, it's exciting that we'll be get to have some of that. Um, so I want to ask you a couple, a couple things, totally shifting gears, but see if you can, you can share a couple of fun facts. What are some like super fun facts about Ana Sheila that folks may, well, don't know by hearing you? Yes. Okay. So I think one really fun thing or one fun story is that I actually was a trophy girl for the Hispanic Heritage Foundation Awards a few oh years God. back. What does that mean? Because I'm sure it means right. different things at first hearing it. So, you know, so basically I got to wear a really fancy dress and then there were awards that were given out at the at the show. And I was one of the, the women that would basically put the medal on the on the winners. Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. And then basically escort the winners to the podium and then off the stage. Okay, so you're on stage. I'm on stage, which by the way, I was you. terrified. It's a scary. <laughs> As a shy I didn't have to do anything lady. but just stand, <laughs> but it was still terrifying. Uh-huh. So anyways, one of the winners was um, Zoe Saldana. Oh, okay, okay. So Zoe Saldana. And so she comes up, she's giving her speech, and she takes a really long pause. Okay. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. This is my job. My job is to escort you. You're done. Mm-hmm. And so I come up to escort her up the stage and she goes, I'm not done. Oh my God. <laughs> she says it like where people hear her. Everybody like, oh. uh, like into the microphone, oh like the gosh. thousands of people that were there heard her say this. And so I just laugh because what else do you do when Zoe Saldana, you know, yells at you? It was so funny. And you know, she continued her speech and then I escorted it. Oh my her God. Did the, you turn beet red? Cause I think I would <laughs> probably, but I just laughed. It's like, what else do you do? You know? And later I, I they, they brought, they broadcast, they 
broadcasted it on uh, PBS and I watched it and they definitely edited that I, part oh, out. Oh, I saw they the, did. Yeah, they did. Oh, sh- good. They made her look, they probably made her look better than <laughs> she would have had they been. So only the people that saw it are the people in the room. Y- yes. <laughs> or heard it, I guess. Yes. Heard but I think it. other than that, I think I did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> did they invite you back? <laughs> No, they did not. But <laughs> that's because they let other people have the opportunity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and what's another fun fact? Another fun fact about me. Um, so I was a really big nerd up to, you know, I'm still, a, you know what? Let's be real. I'm still a big yeah. nerd. <laughs> we all my, are. This but, is but, a show with but nerds. The peak, the peak of my nerdness was middle school. And in middle school, I was the section leader of the trumpet section of my marching band. Shout out to trumpet. So, you know. And marching bands. <laughs> so when I went to a, you know, a, a pretty modest school. So we had oversized uniforms and just, I was just with my frizzy hair. Cause I didn't know how to do my curly hair yet. So yes, I was, beautiful, I was shiny looking, hair. looking great. <laughs> and this is where middle school, where, where this was, was this? in Riverside, California. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else I'm originally from Mexico city, but I grew up in, in Chicago for a little bit before moving to California. So that really instilled actually a really, um, an interest in Latino cultures because my school was mostly Mexican and Puerto Rican. So that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Um, so now for the, the folks that are new to Tamarindo or you've been listening for a while, you're here hearing two immigrants, two Mexican yes. immigrants are hosting this fantastic show. I think it's fantastic. Where are you from again? <laughs> I'm from Puebla. Puebla. I've never been to Puebla. Okay. You got to go because it's okay. not that far. I love Puebla. There's Mole City. Poblano, right? Is that, that's There's what, Mole what, Poblano. What else is from Puebla? There's Semitas. Semitas. Uh, okay. Semitas no one else. Fantastic. No one else. That's my favorite Mexican bread, and I feel like I never meet anybody else who loves semitas. Oh but I love semitas. semitas. Great. Everybody you, loves you've conchas. You only have them here in the states. Yeah, I've never. I've never. Oh I've got to go to Puebla we, and, and have some go semitas. <laughs> no matter. I don't know if it's the water or what, but they. Any place I've gone to in the states doesn't quite get the bread right. So you've had. You enjoy the bread, and it's not even the best bread. So can Man, you only imagine? I can't. The best I bread? can't imagine. It's Oof. so good. And then the other thing from Puebla is tacos árabes. Which you can I don't know. Have I have no idea what those oh are. Oh my <laughs> gosh. They're so good. I've it, never heard of them. Okay. So it's a fusion of, it's a, a bread that's a fusion of a tortilla and a pita bread. Okay. So delicious bread. And it's sort of like an al pastor style cooking of pork. Okay. Um, I think it's pork. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's pork. Mystery um, meat. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pork. And, um, but with like these like Arabic seasonings, it's like Lebanese is what it is. And, it's just so good. It's with this chipotle sauce. And, mm, and I, I love chipotle. Oh my God. It's, oh my it's God. so, so good. And I've never really seen it in the States until very recently. There's a there's Los Angeles de Puebla taco truck. Shout out to them. Here's Matraca. So freaking good. I'm going to take you there. It's fantastic. They actually get the tacos right. So those are a couple of things from Puebla. So there's a lot of exciting things that folks can can uh, hear. And we'll get to know you a little bit more on in other episodes. Yes. But if you, if you shout out to to you, <laughs> um, and that we're going to have you here on the show. And um, is there anything else that you want to let the new Tamarindo, or the, not new, but the the folks that are hearing you for the first time know about you? Well, I think that you can expect. Yeah, what can we expect to hear? You, you can know, expect you. to hear some. You know, a wellness enthusiast, mm-hmm. Loki Chismosa. It's right in. <laughs> recovering model immigrant, just Oof. vibes and sounds, because that's that's where I'm at right now. That is so tamarindo. I love it. Well, we're, well, I'm so happy to have you on, and uh, let's go on to our next segment. 
You obviously like listening to powerful and inspired women, so we want to tell you about another show that highlights women who are trailblazers and chingonas, just like us. Latina de Latina, hosted by broadcast veteran Alicia Menendez, lets you listen in on intimate conversations with some of the most fascinating Latinas in the U.S. These women are changing the world in media, business, fashion, fitness, y más. From Hollywood power producers to chefs building culinary empires to activists redefining bravery, guests on Latina to Latina are the types of women you'll come to admire. So take a listen and subscribe to Latina to Latina wherever you listen to podcasts and visit latinatolatina.com for more. Okay, so now it's time for the most fun segment of the Tamarindo podcast. This is where we get to throw a person, place, thing, concept in la basura. So, Ana Sheila, why don't you start us off? Tell us what goes in la basura for you. I'm so honored, Brenda. Yay, your first one. <laughs> so for my first one, I'm going to put fake Puritan values into, bas- the, Ooh, into the basura. I like that. I like that. So We're going to so- <laughs> add some basura sounds to it. Yes. <laughs> So it's getting sunny, finally, a little bit warmer, and I've been needing to tan my pale ass. You know, as a mestiza, I've got some white parts and some brown parts, you know? Mm-hmm, right, right. <laughs> and um, so I want to get an even tan. So the problem is that in this country, even though, we, you know, we've got a por- porn culture that's thriving out here, I still can't tan my titties out on the beach in peace. You can't? Why is I can't. that? Um, because we've decided that that's indecent, even though, you know, I feel like I have barely their titties, you know, you've got men walking around that have on the beach with bigger titties than me and, but they don't have to wear, they don't have to wear, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So I would just love to just tan out and just get an even tan, you know, is that, is that so much to ask? I don't think it's so much to ask. So we're putting into basura this concept that says you cannot go out there without Yes, I went to Europe. I went to Spain with my family in the fall, and I just saw so many wonderful, small, big, old, (laughs) young titties, and I was just like, "This is what we need." (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I can't wait for that day. (laughs) Yes. So for me, I'm telling you what's going to go in the basura for me. I'm going to put in the basura one of our lovely childhood memories, which is lovely Aunt Becky from Full House, because. The actress that played Aunt Becky, her name is Lori Laughlin, and she's among several other rich white ladies and men that are going to be in trouble or are in trouble or might be facing some possible jail time because they literally bribed people to get their, you know, their mediocre children into Ivy League, Ivy League schools. So like that all that, that all belongs in la basura. Actually, oh yeah, I forgot got to play my basura yes, cell. I can't believe that. I'm so sad, Becky. You know, she was one of my favorite characters on on Full House, so it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking by um, <laughs> by how I'm Becky and uh, of course it's poetic that her character's name is Becky. Bye, Becky. <laughs> by Becky and all the other <laughs> Beckys that paid paid for their stupid kids to get into schools. Meanwhile, there's like POC kids that are busting their ass getting into Ivy League schools and uh you're you're there doubting yourself in those spaces when, of course, the people next to you bribed someone or paid someone to get in. No, for real. I was sharing with you earlier that, you know, I went to Stanford for undergrad and I, when I first got there, I really was trying to do everything that I could to hide my Mexicanness because I didn't want people to, for that to be the first thing that they saw and for them to question my, you know, me deserving to be on that campus with everyone else, you know? 
So yeah, and and this is a burden that you had to carry, which I'm sure freaking Aunt Becky's kid never even had to think twice about. Oh, my parents paid you gazillions of dollars for me to get in here. They don't have to carry that burden. So exactly. it's just ridiculous. Basura, 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 for sure. So to balance it all out, let's figure out who is going to get your matraca for this week. Matraca. I mean, a shout out. Who are you celebrating, matraca? I love that word, by the way. Isn't it fun? It's so fun. So <laughs> Ana Sheila, who gets your matraca? So my traca, my matraca. <laughs> So I want to give a shout out, a matraca to my uh, to some old college friends of mine, Melanie Chandra and Amy Anyobi. So Amy Anyobi, people might know her from she's actually a writer for um, Insecure on Ooh, HBO with Issa Rae, right? So they just sold a show to HBO about an Indian American girl and the complicated relationship between immigrant parents and and their children. Um, so, you know, I just love seeing more stories about women of color and, you know, women of color in front of the screen, behind the screen. And, you know, kudos to HBO for really being at the forefront of pushing your stories. Like I this, love right? it. Kudos to HBO. Sounds fantastic. Fantastic. What about you, it. Brenda? Do you have a matraca, matraca for this week? Well, you know what? My matraca, I've really been feeling this because we just we just came out of celebrating um, you know, the, the International Day of the Woman. I went to this event that I go to almost every year. It's it's put on by Hispanas Organized for Political Equality or HOPE. It's Latina History Day. I went to that on Friday. And I want to give a matraca to just Latinas and other Latinas helping each other out. I think yes. it's, it's fantastic. I think there's there's so much negativity and things out there. There's so, so much to take us down. But I can feel so energized and so fulfilled whenever I get together with my amigas, my hermanas, whenever I go to book club, which is all, all Latina ladies. I'm going to my first book club next weekend. Yeah. This book club, actually, it's not all Latinas, but it's all brown ladies. That's for sure. It's all brown ladies. It's hilarious. Like we have such a good time, but there's always such a wonderful feeling when you're with hermanas, you know, sisterhood. I really, really want to give a matraca. Matraca! Matraca to women lifting women up in in meaningful yes. ways because I think there's ways people play lip service to it, but there's ways to really m- make, like live it. I guess I'll give some examples, like actually suggesting your friends for um, for a consulting gig, um, recommending like for example jo- Justin Ramirez from Todo Verde, fantastic taco business. Yes, I love Todo Verde. Shout out to Jocelyn. Yes, shout out to her yes. recommending her for catering. Like that's what it means to show up for your friends. So. Um, um, I love all that. That's giving me giving me joy and giving me matracas. <laughs> I'm giving her a little heart if you can't, yes. since you guys can't see me. Yes, thank you. I love that heart. I feel it. Well, that wraps up our show. I hope you enjoyed and I, I hope you all loved meeting Ana Sheila. I'm so excited that she's joining Team Tamarindo. And I want to tell you, ponte un suéter. Y cálmate o te calmo.
cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099.